Hello, everyone, and welcome. I'm Gilda Evans, bringing you the Autism Resource Podcast. This podcast and the ARP website are your one-stop knowledge and resource base for autism and much more. I'm honored to have Dr. Rondi Hagerman as my guest today. Dr. Hagerman is developmental and behavioral pediatrician, a distinguished professor of pediatrics and the medical director of the Mind Institute at UC Davis. She is internationally recognized as both a clinician and researcher in the Fragile X field. Dr. Hagerman received her MD from Stanford University, where she also carried out her pediatric residency. After leading developmental and behavioral pediatrics at the University of Colorado for 20 years, she co-founded the National Fragile X Foundation in 1984 and in 2000 joined the MIND Institute. There, she and her team, which includes her husband, Paul Hagerman, discovered the Fragile X-associated tremoritaxia syndrome. She has written numerous articles and book chapters on neurodevelopmental disorders, as well as edited several books on Fragile X. Dr. Hagerman has also received many distinguished awards for her research and dedication in working with Fragile X, children and adults. In 2008, the National Fragile X Foundation honored her with a Lifetime Achievement Award. Welcome, Dr. Hagerman, and thank you so much for taking the time to join me today to discuss the amazing work that you do. And oh, by the way, may I call you Rondi or would you prefer Dr. Hagerman? Rondi's fine. Okay, well, welcome. <laughs> welcome, Rondi. Thank you, Gilda. So to begin with, can you tell me what is Fragile X syndrome and how does it differ from the other spectrum disorders? So Fragile X syndrome is a genetic cause of intellectual disability. It's actually the most common cause of uh, intellectual disability. Um, about one in 4,000 to one in 5,000 individuals can have Fragile X syndrome. It's the most common single gene cause of autism, too. So uh, individuals that are affected by Fragile X, uh, uh, particularly males, because it's on the X chromosome. So males are more affected than females because remember, females have two X chromosomes. Right. So most boys with Fragile X syndrome have an IQ less than 70. They have behavioral features like poor eye contact, hand flapping, hand biting, stereotypic motor behaviors, hyperactivity, they overreact to sensory stimuli, and they're very anxious. So um, it is uh, caused by an expanded CGG repeat in the DNA. So CGG stands for cytosine, guanine, guanine, and it's in DNA is like a ladder, and the nucleotides of the rung on the ladder and on the front end of the Fragile X gene, uh, there is a repetitive CGG sequence. Now, everybody has the Fragile X gene, and it's very important for brain development for everybody. But in the normal population, there's usually only about 30 CGG repeats. But in someone with Fragile X syndrome, there is more than 200 CGG repeats. 
And that causes the gene to turn off or methylate. And so that means that there's no um, messenger RNA produced from the gene and no protein or FMRP produced from the gene. So it's the absence of fragile X protein or the deficiency of the fragile X protein that causes fragile X syndrome and intellectual disability and autism. Wow, that is amazing. And how even more amazing that you are able to determine this. Um, now, you use the terms pre-mutation and full mutation. What is the difference between them? So a full mutation means greater than 200 CGG repeats and the gene is shut off. Pre-mutation means 55 to 200 repeats on the front end of the fragile X gene. And pre-mutation uh, uh, means that it's a carrier state or sometimes it's just called carriers of you know, the FMR1 mutation. So these are the mothers of children with fragile X syndrome, but males can also be carriers. And uh, most mothers are, you know, don't have any intellectual disability, but the pre-mutation can also cause some problems. Uh, the pre-mutation in women occurs in about one in 200 women and about one in 400 males. So it's pretty common in the general population. And the premutation is the most common cause of early ovarian failure, meaning menopause before age 40. So about 20% of premutation women have early menopause, and uh, they're also at risk for the fragile X-associated tremor ataxia syndrome in aging. Uh, we call that FACTAS. They have tremor, kind of like Parkinson's tremor and balance problems, that's ataxia. And then they can have cognitive decline. It usually starts when you're older than 50 years of age. So sometimes um, uh, we see fax tests in about 16% of females, but in about 40% of males. And it is more common uh, the older you get. So in older premutation carriers, say in their 80s, about 75% can have fax tests. That is so the cause of the premutation problems is just the opposite of fragile X syndrome. There is too much messenger RNA produced. So the gene in the premutation range is not methylated, it's not turned off, it's actually upregulated. There's too much messenger RNA produced, sometimes as much as eight times normal levels. And all of this messenger RNA sequesters proteins, and that sequestration of proteins causes earlier neuron death, and that's what causes the neurodegeneration as premutation carriers age. So we're very interested in new treatments for fragile X syndrome, new treatments for FAXTAS, and also the early menopause problem is called FAXPOI or Fragile X-associated primary ovarian insufficiency, meaning the ovary doesn't work very well after age 40. Now, the other thing that can happen in premutation carriers is they can have emotional problems. 
They have much higher rates of anxiety and depression, particularly in the females. We used to think it was because mothers were raising kids with fragile X and autism that they had depression or anxiety. But now we know that this excess RNA can cause what we call RNA toxicity. And that causes more problems with depression, anxiety, obsessive compulsive behavior, insomnia, or problems with sleeplessness at night, uh, chronic fatigue, um, chronic pain is also very common in carriers. So when we talk about the fragile X spectrum, we're talking about the problems with fragile X syndrome, that includes autism, intellectual disability, hyperactivity, overreacting to sensory stimuli, tantrums, that kind of thing. In addition to the premutation problems, which are a myriad of problems, including neuropsychiatric problems, neurodegeneration, and ovarian failure. Well, you've gone into the problems associated with carriers of the premutation quite a bit. Can you give me a little more detail about how these disorders are associated, particularly with autism? So um, uh, uh, approximately 60% of those with fragile X syndrome have autism. So it's very, it's intertwined because the fragile X protein that's missing in fragile X syndrome controls about 60% of the autism genes. It, it controls the translation of the message of autism genes. So there's a molecular intertwining, and fragile X is a very common cause of autism. About 2 to 5% of individuals with autism will turn out to be fragile X positive, usually for the full mutation. But the pre-mutation in about 15% of males with the pre-mutation can also have autism. And people have done a lot of research about female carriers with the premutation oftentimes have uh, the broad autism phenotype. Um, so we see milder versions of autistic features in some of the carriers. Um, so there's a very close interaction. There's many sort of molecular commonalities. And in fact, some of the studies have shown that uh, the brains of individuals with idiopathic autism who die have lowered levels of the FMRP protein. So there may be many forms of idiopathic autism that have lowered levels of FMRP even without a fragile X mutation. So if you lower the FMRP protein, it's a very critical protein for the development and plasticity of synaptic connections in the brain, uh, you're most likely to have autism. So other difficulties like GABA deficits, inhibitory deficits are seen in idiopathic autism and also in fragile X syndrome autism. Um, you know, there's other commonalities so that targeted treatments for fragile X syndrome may be very helpful for other forms of autism. Well, you've gone into quite a bit of detail about why it is important to diagnose fragile X syndrome. Are there other reasons that it would be important to diagnose it, to 
understand if you are a carrier or if this is contributing to some of the symptoms uh, that you may be experiencing and what sort of test does a doctor do to determine the diagnosis? Yeah, so to uh, find out whether you have fragile X disorders, you order a fragile X DNA test. And this is easy to do. Uh, it's usually covered by insurance. You know, the cost is uh, usually around $400, uh, but covered by insurance. And when anybody is diagnosed with autism, that's the first test that should be done, a fragile X DNA test. In addition, if that's negative, then what we call a CGH array, looking for deletions or duplications in other genes that are associated with autism. And there's, you know, more than 500 genes associated with autism. Fragile X is just one of the genes that can cause autism when mutated. Wow, 500. Jeez. Oh, yeah. In fact, a lot of people think it's more than a thousand. So if those initial genetic tests are negative, uh, like the Fragile X DNA and the CGH array, it's also called microarray, then you go to whole genome or whole exome sequencing. So when you sequence the DNA, you often find a point mutation or an abnormality in, a, in one of these 500 plus genes associated with autism. Now, it's important to understand, to make the diagnosis of any genetic cause of autism because there may be targeted treatments. So targeted treatments mean treatments that reverse the neurobiological abnormalities of autism. Okay. So can, you, can you talk about those treatments a little bit? Um, what sort of treatments are available? How would it affect those with autism? And is it possible that gene therapy can help these disorders Absolutely. depending on fact, when they're gene, detected. Gene therapy trials are going on in a couple of different forms of autism right now. Angelman syndrome has a gene therapy protocol. Um, also, well, Duchenne's muscular dystrophy, which usually does not cause autism, has a gene therapy protocol. Um, uh, but there will be gene therapy for many, many forms of autism in the future. We just had a um, a conference in September about that. Uh, Angelman syndrome uh, is one, but also Rett syndrome. There's a gene therapy uh, program going on with Rett syndrome. That's the MECP2 gene. Um, and hopefully we'll have gene therapy for Fragile X in a couple of years, but I'm sure there will be many more causes of autism. But right now, if there's not gene therapy available for the specific kind of autism that's identified, there are um, pharmacological targeted treatments. Like one example is CBD. So CBD uh, is the non-psychotropic part of marijuana. And the preliminary studies of autism, idiopathic autism, show that CBD can be helpful for some behavioral features of autism and the preliminary study in Fragile X syndrome shows that it can definitely be helpful for behavior, uh, attention, focus, uh, outbursts uh, for those with Fragile X syndrome that have a full mutation that's fully methylated. But CBD will probably be helpful for other forms of autism. Now, why does CBD work in autism? Well, it's a GABA agonist, so it improves the inhibitory system. 
It uh, will treat seizures, okay? So um, uh, really severe seizures uh, can be helped by CBD, and seizures can occur in anywhere from 20 to 40% of kids with autism because of uh, uh, the, the GABA deficits that can occur in autism, but CBD can help those. But CBD is anti-inflammatory and it can boost the serotonin receptor. It has a lot of different mechanisms that make it a targeted treatment. We're also studying now metformin as a targeted treatment for Fragile X syndrome. So metformin is a type two diabetes medication it's also given to help people uh, who have obesity because you tend to eat less. Uh, uh, metformin helps your mitochondria work better. And mitochondrial abnormalities are a very common problem across different autism disorders. Um, but metformin specifically downregulates a pathway that's way too active in Fragile X syndrome. Uh, so we're just completing a controlled trial of metformin in Fragile X, but we've seen metformin help cognition, even in adults with Fragile X syndrome, decrease the macroorchidism or the large testicles in Fragile X syndrome, stabilize mood, and help with a variety of behavior problems. So it's very exciting, the new targeted treatments that are available, not only for Fragile X syndrome, but for other forms of autism. And it sounds like the pharmacological treatments you're talking about um, definitely address a lot of the physical aspects, the negative physical aspects that that are symptomatic of people with these particular uh, conditions, um, and that make can make life very very difficult, and right. and and even shorten it. Um, and this is a way to to address that, which is wonderful. Um, now, I do have a question though about the gene therapy. Um, what? How is the gene therapy administered? When is it done? How 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 does that work? Yes. Well, there's many different forms of gene therapy. Uh, in one form, you might put the normal uh, gene into an AAV virus. Uh, and then inject it into the spinal fluid. Uh, there's um, a way that, uh, for instance, uh, the gene therapy in MECP2 uh, is looking to, uh, let's see, to turn on, actually it's the gene therapy in Angelman syndrome that is looking to turn on the gene that is silenced when it comes from the mother. So turning on the other allele of the gene. Um, so you could also take out the patient cells and correct, correct the mutation outside of the body and then put it back into an AAV virus and uh, put it into the bloodstream or put it into the spinal fluid. So there's a lot of different mechanisms for gene therapy that are being tested now, first in animal models and, and now active protocols in patients. Wow, it, it's, it sounds um, quite complex, <laughs> but also quite uh, amazing in terms of the potential 
for for helping people deal with some of these really difficult, difficult symptoms and, and challenges that they face as a result of these disorders. Yeah, the other important reason for making the diagnosis is um, it has a big impact on family planning. For instance, if a mother is a carrier, then approximately 50% of her kids will be affected by the mutation, okay? Now, she, the carrier mom, will either have gotten the gene from her mother or her father. If her father was the carrier, then all of her sisters will be carriers because the father will pass on only the pre-mutation to all of his daughters because he gives his X chromosome to all of his female offspring or daughters. Mm. So if a woman has five sisters and she knows her father is the carrier, all of the sisters will be obligate carriers and then they will be at risk uh, because it can pass from a pre-mutation to a full mutation when it's passed on by a female and only when it's passed on by a female. It stays as a pre-mutation when it's passed on by a male to all of his daughters. But then the women or the daughters go on to have children with fragile X syndrome. So we've done a lot of international studies and in many countries there's very large families where there's 10 or 12 individuals in a family who have fragile X syndrome. And you can do genetic counseling now and you can test and, uh, you know, the fetus or you can even do in vitro fertilization and implant a normal embryo so you can avoid having a child with fragile X syndrome. Wow. Well, that is, you know, I, I there's certainly a lot of a lot of people would would look at that possibility and there would be all kinds of schools of thought. <laughs> about that sort of thing, but just knowing that, that that is available and that it's out there and that at least people can know um, and, and understand the position that they're in and then make educated decisions that Absolutely. jive with, with their particular philosophies, you know, whatever it is that, that they feel is the right thing to do, but at least whatever they do do, they'll do it, they'll do it with knowledge. They'll do it knowing, you know, the, the, the position that they're in and, and the risks that they're taking and so forth. And wow, is that, is that a wonderful thing to be able to at least know, you know, to have that kind of knowledge in your, in your arsenal? Yeah. So the key is, Getting genetic testing as soon as your child is diagnosed with autism. Yeah. Now, at this point, I, I want to ask you, is there anything that we haven't covered that you want to share? And what do you feel is the most important takeaway from our conversation for our listeners to remember? If they only remember one thing, what is that? Uh, the, the thing to remember is ask your doctor for Fragile X DNA testing if your child is diagnosed with autism. And then look at the National Fragile X Foundation website at FragileX.org has a ton of information about all the Fragile X spectrum disorders. 
And FACSAS is often misdiagnosed as um, uh, Parkinson's disease or uh, different sorts of neurodegeneration. And so looking to the grandparents of the child with autism is very important. So they can reach out to those resources that you just mentioned, but how can our listeners reach you if they have questions or if they want to know more? So they can email me at rjhagerman at ucdavis.edu. All right. Well, thank you so much, Rondi, for your time and for sharing some very important information with us today. It's my pleasure. If you like what you hear, please subscribe to the podcast. You can find it on Apple iTunes, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and other popular platforms. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And you can always access us and other great resources on our website, www.autismresourcepodcast.com. I want to thank our listeners for spending a part of their day with us. This is the Autism Resource Podcast, and I'm Gilda Evans, reminding you to take care of yourself and that special person in your life.